Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sand and the summer breakfast. You're listening to SENZ. It's a quarter past nine here on SENZ, your summer breakfast uh, with uh, Ricardo Ball and Mitch McLennigan. And uh, we have had some uh, EPL action this morning. West Ham getting back on the uh, back on the winning train. They beat Watford 4-1 away. Uh, Southampton did well. They opened the scoring against Spurs. Uh, but then had a man sent off and managed to hold on for a one-all draw at St Mary's. So that was a decent result for them. And Crystal Palace continue to put the hurt on Norwich, who were beaten 3-0. That's five losses on the trot for the Canaries. I didn't know they were backing up so quick, oh, <laughs> the poor fellas. Yeah, exactly. They're not enjoying themselves. <laughs> I'll tell you that much for free. Not enjoying they themselves. They haven't scored a goal the last five five games or something. Like something yeah, games. yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Uh, and now Liverpool and Leicester has kicked off. Uh, and... I can tell you that uh, Liverpool have just uh, been given a penalty. Wilfred indeed has conceded a penalty 14 minutes since. So wait, mm. I'm sure that will be uh, converted shortly. Uh, time for a uh, McCafe coffee catch-up now with Kyle Bond from NBC in the States talking EPL. And uh, g'day, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, the penalty was actually saved by Casper Schmeichel. So uh, Salah from the spot denied and it's Still nil nil. How about that? That is that is outstanding. That is outstanding. That's what we want to hear. You, Kyle, you're talking to a died in the wall Manchester United fan, so I never want. If Liverpool were playing tiddlywinks, I would want them to lose. That's kind of where <laughs> I'm at, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been all Liverpool here in the first 15 minutes, but uh, uh, nothing doing just yet. 
Nothing doing just yet, mate. Uh, what did you, what did you make of uh, yesterday's game? We should ask you about that. Manchester United at Newcastle. Um, I mean, I, as a United fan, I was <laughs> I was hurting on this one, mate. It finished a one all draw, and you know, United were Manchester United were lucky to probably get the draw in this game. It just doesn't seem to be working with Ralph Rangnick just at the moment. Yeah, it doesn't. And you know, the first two games were fine. Obviously, one 0 wins against lower. Uh, lower Premier League opposition, it'll do. It's three points. But uh, the the game yesterday was brutal. I mean, they should have lost. Uh, De Gea makes that unbelievable save uh, late in the game, and and New Newcastle had a number of other chances as well. Um, and you know, against a team that's been awful, uh, shipping goals left and right, uh, and you could see why on the Cavani goal. I mean, he's wide open at the penalty spot. Um, so, you know, to, to draw 1-1 against a struggling team like Newcastle, you consider all the factors, right? You've got Joel Linton, who is brand new at his central midfield position, looking like Andres Iniesta. Uh, <laughs> and, and the rest of that Newcastle squad just so disjointed. It's a poor performance. And, and I think Gary Neville's comments kind of went viral afterwards. Um, but he's right. The body language, the whining, the complaining, it's, it doesn't look good right now for Manchester United. Uh, I think they need a little bit of time under Ragnick, but uh, right now this poor all around, and it's more than just tactics. Now, the, uh, there's been some talk about Bruno Fernandes as well because the, the, the way that the team sits up now is 4-2-2-2, two, 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 uh, and the width just comes from the fullbacks. Um, uh, but Fernandes isn't really playing that central 10 position that he was playing before. Do you think that's detracting from the team as well? Uh, I would say so. Um, you know, I think Rangnick's first real big job is to get Bruno Fernandez going um, because, you know, at times he looked like one of the best players in the Premier League under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and, and you need that back. I mean, Manchester United's not going to perform without Bruno Fernandez at his best. He is the, the heart and soul of that attack. So definitely, I, I, you know, I think it's, it's on Bruno <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> because we know what he's capable of. And he was, was one of those players who, you know, was really just gesticulating wildly in the game and, and frustrated and, and upset. And he got a yellow card for dissent. Um, so it's, it's on the player, but it's also on the manager to get the most out of his best player. I guess the positive thing here for Ricardo, being a diehard Man United fan, is that face Burnley on Friday. So surely we can get out without, without a draw there. Yeah, well, you would have said that about Newcastle. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine back-to-back? Yes. I mean, Burnley is in a tough tough way right now. So, yes, you would hope that uh, with those two games back-to-back, you'll get something out of it and and move forward. But, um, uh, you know, after, after yesterday, hard to count on anything for sure. Yeah, real hard to count on anything. Uh, well, earlier today, we had a couple of uh, other matches. Uh, West Ham, they they were teetering a bit, weren't they? But they've, they've bounced back now with a 4-1 win away at Watford. Um, I don't know if this says more about West Ham or Watford. I would say it's probably more about Watford, although West Ham fans won't like to hear that because anytime you can get a get-right game like that, uh, you'll take it. But I, I think it's more about Watford. Claudio Ranieri's... Uh, I don't know. I think his time has has run its course as a, as a top-level manager. You know, what he did with Leicester City years ago, you can't take away from it, but he's failed it at probably three or four spots now since then, and it's not working here either. So 
you know, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I, Watford's been real poor. You know, they went 1-0 up, and then it just all fell apart. So uh, I'm not so sure how much longer he'll last, but that, I think it was more about Watford than, than West Ham at this point. Uh, good for West Ham to get that win because they had been on a bit of a slide. And Tottenham, who had been picking up a few results uh, uh, today, were held one all at Southampton as well. Um, I mean, Saints starting to come good. They beat West Ham recently, uh, and they played for about fifty odd minutes with with ten men in that game as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Spurs. Again, I think this is more about Spurs than it is about Southampton. You know. Saints made a, a number of mistakes that they got away with. Um, I, I think, you know, Tottenham probably will feel very unlucky to have come away from that game. There's the VAR moment uh, that, that Spurs fans will, will be upset about. I, I think there's a bigger talking point there, too. Be, you know, if I can jump into that for a moment. Sure, yeah. I think soccer needs to, needs to adopt the cricket version of, you know, umpire's call, right? If it's too close within a margin, it needs to stay with the call on the field. We've had too many uh, situations where good goals and exciting moments have been taken away because of uh, an armpit hair. Uh, and, and it's just not good for the game. And right now, the way the laws are written, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Offside is just like a goal. It's black and white. It's either off or not. It doesn't matter if it's by a centimeter or by a mile. Uh, offside is offside, and that needs to be changed. I think you need to adopt the way that cricket does its replay, where if there is that that little bit of a, a, a margin, you stay with the call on the field uh, as a sort of umpire's call, and and that's going to make the game a lot better. I hope they consider that. Yeah, well, I mean, it used to be the case. Um, I remember Kyle when you know benefit of the doubt went to the attacking team, but that seems to have got lost with VAR. Yeah, and and it's not VAR's fault. I think there's a lot that they've struggled with for, with regards to VAR over the, the past couple of years since its introduction, but that's not one of them. That's just the way the rules of the game are, right? You're, it's either off or not, just like a goal. If it's over the, goal, the line by an, an inch or a mile, it's a goal. Um, offside is the same thing. So that's not really soccer or VAR's fault, but now they need to be adaptable to say, hey, this is – bad for the product we need to make a change yeah yeah indeed hey, now as a uh, as an american soccer fan uh kyle uh christian pulisic at chelsea are you happy with him there or do you think he should be somewhere else that he's starting every week look you know i think he's in a in a good spot i like where he is he needs to be played in the correct position i think that's the biggest problem Last year, he was contributing a lot for Chelsea. He was involved in, in play. He was scoring goals. He was get, uh, passing out assists. I mean, this guy's an important figure for Chelsea. But now in this Thomas Tuchel system, it, it, he doesn't really fit. He's not a wingback. He's definitely not a striker. We saw that uh, in their last game. I mean, Romelu Lukaku came on and, and changed the game completely for Chelsea because he's actually a striker. Uh, Pulisic is not. So he's not being played in the proper spot. And part of that is because of that Thomas Tuchel system. I am not a fan of players changing teams for the manager. Managers come and go too often now with teams where it's hard for a player to make his career decision based on who the team's manager is at the time. But 
given that, he doesn't really fit in to what Thomas Tuchel wants to play. So, um, you know, unless Mason Mount gets hurt, then Pulisic can slide into that Mason Mount role where he's a, a quasi number 10 who can drift out wide. I, I just don't see him fitting into that spot because Tuchel plays that four or a, a three, four, three, but the three up front are really two and then one, one of which is Mason Mount, which Pulisic is a similar player. And then he puts a more number eight types midfielder next to him to sort of pivot. And Pulisic doesn't really fit that either. And there's no winger role. So he doesn't really fit that the manager's tactics right now. But again, I struggle to, to tell a player to leave a club or join a club based on the manager who's there, because that could change in six months. And now what do you do? Yeah. So I think that's really the, the difficulty there. Yeah, well, we saw Chelsea are in, in action tomorrow up against Brighton. Uh, Brentford play Manchester City tomorrow as well. You'd think uh, two uh, pretty easy to pick wins there. Uh, the news has come out today that Ben Chilwell, the uh, left wing back for Chelsea, uh, and uh, has played some some football for England as well, scored a lot of goals this season and has been pivotal, uh, much like uh, Andy Robertson has been at Liverpool. He might be out for the season um, with that knee injury. How? How big a blow is that for Chelsea for their title uh, chances, do you think? I don't think it's a blow for their title chances because I think their title chances are slim as it stands. They're already, what, I think like nine or ten points back. So uh, I think their title chances are slim with just the way Manchester City looks. You don't see them maybe dropping nine points the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, I, I do think that it, it is a blow. They're doing fine with... Marco Alonso on one side and, and Reese James on the other. Um, but then the worry becomes what happens if one of them gets hurt, namely Alonso. Um, and I think you, you, I, it seems like they're looking, you know, just speaking as an American soccer fan, uh, what if they go out and get Sergio Dest, who has been unfairly blamed for a lot of Barcelona's problems, which run a lot deeper than a fullback. So I would love to see them maybe go out and get a Sergio Dest, um, I don't. I worry that deaths would get buried under that that those starting two. Um, but if one of them were to fall, you know, get injured, whatever, get sold, Alonso's over thirty now, so who knows what could happen with him? Um, I think it would be a great spot for Serginio Dest, but he could get buried on that roster. Yeah, that's a great call, actually. It's a great call, Serginio Dest. He's an underrated player, I think. Hey, listen, Kyle, thanks very much for coming on and chatting EPL with us, mate. I'll let you go because I know you've got to, to cover that uh, Liverpool-Leicester game. I, uh, it is still nil all as, as far as I'm aware, so hopefully you haven't missed too much. <laughs> nope, i am still got it on here. It still is nil-nil on the... Uh... About 27 minutes gone by. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Anytime. No, yeah, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. Kyle Bond there from the NBC in the States covers football for them. That was our McCafe Coffee catch-up uh, on the Wednesday. Uh, and, yeah, it's uh, interesting what he said about Ben Chilwell. You know, the, the way that Liverpool and Chelsea both use their wing-backs, hmm. they've almost become the playmakers, the wing-backs, the yeah, full-backs right. now. Trying to play um, a more attacking style from the back. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. learning so much, Ricardo. This oh, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would never have tuned into football, but this has been great. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you've enjoyed I'll be it. asking the questions soon. Yeah, well, well that's ideal. Do, I do have a question. <laughs> <laughs> so it's supposed to be a teamwork, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I do have a question for you. Do you yeah. think it's too early for West Ham fans to start dreaming of going to Europe? No, no, not at all. I think, uh, you know, that they, they have... 
uh, every opportunity to finish top four this year because mm. Arsenal is still very much a work in progress. Tottenham, uh, they had a horrible start. I think they're going to get better under Antonio yeah. Conte, but they're a team that needs a lot of investment. They're still a, a pretty, there's a squad, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, United obviously got their, their their issues as well, so there's every chance that West Ham can, if they can stay fit, the, the key yeah. thing for them is keeping key players fit because they don't have the same depth that other clubs do. But if they yeah. want to pull all their eggs in the Premier League basket, yeah. And not worry about you know an FA Cup run or or, or whatever. Then I, I think there's every chance because uh, they're playing be some great. really good football great, and David Moyes. Oh, just, yeah, be fantastic. And just really just try and batten down the hatches and try avoid this Omicron. Yeah, well that's the thing. Yeah, to try and try and avoid that as as much as you can with a uh, hundred and seventeen thousand new cases in the UK today. Apparently, uh, that's uh, that's starting to sound uh, pretty ugly. Uh, and actually, uh, speaking of news, uh, Karen has just uh, walked in. And Karen, I know that. Uh, that is going to be uh, top of the agenda. Uh, the UK certainly uh, got hit big again, hasn't it? I think it's the biggest numbers ever, isn't it, today? It is a record daily total for sure. I think the last uh, day they had something like 120,000 cases was Christmas Eve. But uh, Bojo hanging on there, reckoning England doesn't need any more restrictions before the end of the year, which is a bit of a worry. Mm, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Has the, has the term prime minister ever been so loosely applied as to Boris Johnson? <laughs> you really do have to wonder. Uh, and on that, we should uh, uh, go to Karen with news uh, from Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.